Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Peak A-League Podcast. I'm your host, Gerald. Uh, for this Saturday episode, it is Friday night at the time of recording, but I didn't want to put it out this late. Um, last week, I said hopefully I'll get it out before Friday, and it, it just didn't go to plan. I've had a super busy week, but geez, a lot has gone on in the world of Australian football. Did you know that the A-League Grand Final was on in late of, the late of May? Because I don't think the APL did when they scheduled a game against Barcelona and the A-League All-Stars. Three days out from the Grand Final, what is going on? Put the money for promotion of this game and of getting Barcelona over here a couple of days as well, mind you, after they finished their La Liga campaign. Put that into marketing the league. There was a Sydney derby last week. Do you reckon the general public knew about that? No. There's a Melbourne derby this week. Do you reckon the general public knew about that? No, they did not because there's not a single ounce of marketing from the APL at the moment for this league. But Barcelona's coming, and all of a sudden, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang saying, G-Day, Sydney. I can't cope with this any longer. And I'm sorry to start the podcast off in this way, but I've been waiting to talk about this all week long. It's just exploding out. At the moment, I got a text message from Keep Up yesterday telling me that the FC Barcelona are coming to play the Sydney All-Stars on May 25. I don't care. First of all, I don't even live in Sydney, and you're giving me the opportunity to get part of a pre-sale. Stick it up your ass. I don't care about Barcelona. I don't care about A-League All-Stars, although I do like the sentiment. I do like it. But there's going to be no grand finalists. Unlikely, there's going to be semi-finalists. What is the point? Who genuinely cares about this game? Euro snobs won't. A-League fans don't. What is the point of this game? And... Uh, I got into some biffo on Twitter about it during the week. It, honestly, I argued my points against Vince Ugari as to why I didn't like it. And, you know, I may have started off in a fiery way by calling him the guy who cried over the Shrek TikTok or whatever the hell. But it's, it's so irrespective. Anyway, argument came, went and gone. He raised some decent points about it, maybe being something to catch uh, the broader public's attention that football's still going on. And then, oh, there's a grand final in three days. I can sort of understand that. I don't know if it's going to work, but you know what? Maybe it's worth a try. I don't know. I'm not the head of marketing at the APL, and there's probably good reason for it. But anyway, argument ends. I go to bed. He goes to bed, probably. I don't know what he does, to be honest. But um, the next morning, I wake up, 8.30, and I've already got some a mention from Vince Ricari. I'm thinking, what? This ended at 7.30 last night. He's replied to someone else by going at Gerald. By the way, I didn't say the Shrek thing was a tragedy, blah, blah, blah. And basically called me a dick. Get me out of your head, mate. Genuinely, it was over. And it wasn't even a... I did not make a personal attack on Vince Ugari. I, ma- I made a slight joke about him overreacting about Shrek. First of all, then he took that as me saying, he, I never ever get anything wrong, which is just so completely not the point. Anyway, he couldn't move on and he had to bring it up the next day. When I counteract it... He says I'm a dick uh, and just tries to point score with people, basically acting like the big nice guy, saying that he's tried to interact with people on this app, but you know some of them are just too mean. So anyway, that was that. I don't know if you guys saw it or not. I don't even care about... Like, it's not about the argument whatsoever because... And I thought that was a genuinely good discussion. I would have had that with anybody. Um, you know, there was no abuse in it, no malice. Genuinely just, I was arguing my points, he argued his. I really, I actually felt like I took something, I, I walked away from that happy that I'd have that discussion with him. And then he drops that the next morning and it's sort of like, you know, when you have an argument with somebody and then later on you think, oh, I should have said that thing. It's like that. 12 hours later, he pops that in there. For what reason? Like genuinely, it's just baffling. Anyway, let's move on from that because we've had a lot of football since the last time we spoke. Uh, it started off in a cold Ballarat. Jason Cummings said he didn't know where he was 
Uh, didn't stop him from scoring a couple of goals, though. Almost had a hat-trick. A 90th minute penalty was saved by Jamie Young, the hero for Western United. But a two-all draw. Um, a, a really good contest this. Central Coast had a lot to fight for. So did Western. And a good result for both sides, I suppose. But more so for Melbourne City. They were the biggest beneficiary of that game. Getting further ahead on top of the table with a 6-0 win against Wellington at the Empty Shark Park. Um, unbelievable result. Two goals for Marco Tilio, uh, Lecky, Naboot, good, got on the score sheet, and there was an own goal somewhere in there as well. But um, Wellington looked terrible, City looked great. That's what you can take out of that game. Um, Adelaide and Melbourne Victory, another great uh, showing from the Melbourne Victory away fans in terms of numbers. It was very good. They got a 1-0 win, uh, and scoring it for them was Marco Rojas with a very early goal. Um, hasn't done a lot this season, but there's this big moment in the original rivalry. Sydney Derby was a cracker. 3-2 the final score. Um, Trent Bahaja, the hero with a brace. Tate Russell pulled one back to make it 3-2, but it wasn't enough in front of a decent crowd of 10,000 people. Uh, for Jubilee, that's not a terrible crowd. They've been getting 3,000 at games this season. So 10,000, uh, you take it. Sydney have got the smaller fan base at the moment, definitely, in terms of the ones that are turning up to games. Um, on Sunday, I know we're just racing through, but it's been a week since these games. So Sunday, it was Brisbane taking on the Jets. I did not expect this result. 2-0 to Brisbane. Uh, really out of nowhere, uh, this one for me. The goals from Hoare and Ivanovic both scored in the last 10 minutes of the match. So it's just one of those games again. Uh, teams level for a while and they pull out late. I think that happened, was it Adelaide and Central Coast a couple of weeks ago? There was a game like that where they scored three in the last 10 minutes. Uh, anyway, MacArthur get the win over the Jets as well, or over the Glory as well. They just cannot get a win. They went 2-0 up in this game, Perth, after a goal about 30 seconds in. They found another one a bit later on, but they were pulled back. Two penalties uh, and a 96th-minute goal from the Bulls. See them win it 4-2. Devastating for Perth. Still cannot get a win. I think I saw it was one win in their last 14 or something like that. Unbelievable. We move to Tuesday, Central Coast and Wellington. Central Coast 5 Wellington nil. I tip this to be a draw because I thought Wellington are too strong. I literally I gave them two draws and they lost eleven nil on aggregate across the two games. Uh, the new Qual gets a goal. Very exciting to see that. Uh, he came on off the bench and managed to score one. Garan Cole, this one, uh, one of the I think there's three brothers. I think there's one more to come. So who knows how talented he's going to be? A very exciting story after uh, Ali Qual won over Australia's Hearts last season in the A League and is now off doing great things in Germany, but a terrible loss for Wellington. I mean, they got that spot in the six after chasing for so long, being a few games played behind. They finally caught up. They got fourth. And since then, they have completely capitulated. A 2-1 win over Perth, but really anyone can beat Perth at the moment. A 2-1 loss to Brisbane, a 4-0 loss to the Jets, and now 6-0 to City, 5-0 to the Mariners. They are in all sorts of trouble. Um, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. The other games so far on Wednesday, we had Melbourne City steamroll Sydney FC, 4-0, two goals for Lecky, a goal for Boz, a goal for McLaren. Uh, this is scary. Melbourne City play one more game this weekend before they jet off for the Asian Champions League games, and then they'll be back to play their final two. They sit eight points above Western United. Western United have three games in hand, but uh, you take the eight points over the three games in hand, I reckon, at this stage of the season. You want to bank those points. City are in unbelievable form, obviously 10-0 in their last two games. And the, the Wellington one, you can brush over, but this is a seriously... Impressive win. Um, so well done to Melbourne City. They've, they found their form. They've hit their straps at the very right time. Matthew Leckie uh, is in unbelievable form. That second goal was just crazy good. 
Uh, the other game there was Perth and Melbourne victory. Perth almost squeezed a point out of it with a pretty uh, uh, young, inexperienced side. They had up to 13 players out with injuries and COVID, but it was 1-0. Francesco Margiotta found the winner for victory. Um, a much-needed win and one that puts them right back in the frame for top three. Um, this one has just finished, I believe, Adelaide and MacArthur at the time of recording. 1-0 to Adelaide. Ibisuki with the goal just on the cusp of half-time. Uh, so that's a, a, an important win for Adelaide as well. It puts them level on points with Melbourne Victory in third. Unfortunately, they're, they're three games uh, ahead. But um, yeah, an interesting game for the six. Leaves it wide open for Central Coast now with MacArthur sitting on just three points more than them. Uh, Going to be an interesting weekend of football. And it starts again. Well, I suppose it started tonight, didn't it? But it starts tomorrow at Morshead Park in Ballarat. Um, the first time a game's ever been played there. Now, this has been pumped up by Western United during the week. Historical match. Western United plays the first ever A-League game at Morshead Park. Why do you think they've never played an A-League game there before? Maybe because it's a shithole. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Play it there, sure. I'm all for it. I like playing at these little grounds, whatever. I can't make it because I'm playing football, but... Um, don't hype it up like it's some crazy big achievement. The reason is no one's ever played there is no one's wanted to play there, but... Um, it should be cool. There was, I think, 1,400 people at Mars Stadium last week. So if they get that sort of crowd again, it's going to look a lot better uh, at the smaller stadium. Uh, but yeah, for, in terms of predictions for this, Western United has only ever beaten Wellington once in October 2019. So that's two and a half years ago. Ever since then, Wellington's won every single match. They played in Ballarat once in their first season as well. It was like 3-1 to Wellington. Obviously, that was at Mars, but... Wellington are in terrible form. Western United are going okay. An interesting stat, though, they haven't actually kept a clean sheet in any of their last six matches. So um, they've been going okay. I think they've found oh, maybe... How many points have they got out of their last six matches? Um, less than you might think. They sort of have really let City back into the race. In their last six matches, they've picked up nine points. So two wins, three draws, and a loss. It's not terrible, um, but yeah... Before that, they'd won four in a row, and two of those had clean sheets. They'd had a lot of, you know, I think nine clean sheets this season or something, so to not have any in the last six is alarming. Um, Josh Risen remains out. He probably won't be back till mid-May, so around semi-final time, so it's going to be pretty hard. Um, Tomoki and I playing at the right back's not terrible, but then Topol Stanley and him both have to play every week, and I don't know if their, you know, bodies are quite good enough for that. LaCroix and Garuccio are doing their jobs. Uh, but yeah, I think this one has to be a Western United win. Wellington can't score at the moment. Western still has a great defense. Yeah, they've been conceding a little bit, but I'm going to say 2-0 to Western United, but I'm pretty not confident about this result as a Western United fan. They absolutely need it, uh, or the title race, I feel, is just about over. Um, City have really just sort of gone about that quietly. I suppose two big wins with a net goal difference of plus 10 in the last week has really boosted them up and really helped, but... Um, yeah, they're, they're one Western United loss away from, from pretty much having that sealed up. Uh, also, on Saturday, we go to Combank Stadium. The uh, the Wanderers take on Brisbane Raw. Currently, both are sitting on 20 points after 19 games. So, eight points out of the six, but three games in hand on Sydney. So, the winner of this game will just be five points outside with two games in hand, meaning there's still a real chance. I think the Wanderers win this one. Um, and when I say real chance, I mean like hypothetically they could still probably make it. And obviously, mathematically, the loser can, but it, they really won't. But I think the winner, if they can get on a run in their last six games, it's going to be a real chance. Um, but here, I'm going to take the Wanderers 2-1. Um, yeah, they've not been in, in great form as of late. Um, they looked pretty good last week, though, I thought. They've had a couple of draws prior to that. Then they had that win against Adelaide. So it's not too bad for them. And I think if they can find a win here against... 
I would say a lesser opposition. I rate the Wanderers higher than I rate Brisbane. Then, uh, yeah, who knows what can happen with the rest of their season. I'll go 2-1 in that one. Another really interesting game here, Central Coast Mariners and Sydney FC. Um, three points between them. Again, Sydney have played... Oh, sorry, two points between them. Sydney have played three more games, though. So if the Mariners win this, their final chances are red hot, especially considering the drop-off in form of the Phoenix in the last couple of weeks. I'm going to tip 2-1 to the Mariners here. They like playing Sydney uh, in the last couple of seasons. They've gone pretty well. It's at Gosford. So I'll back them in. Um, Sydney coming hotter for Derby win, though. Who knows? Or Derby win. Who knows what they can produce. But I will go the Mariners there 2-1 as well. Uh, then we've got the Melbourne Derby. We've had two draws in this fixture so far this season. Will we get a result in the third time of asking? Um, I think we will. I think it will be 2-0 to Melbourne City. They're too good at the moment. They just look far too good. I mean... Again, how much can we take away from the next game? I don't know. But Sydney are a pretty good side. Even though they're not the best Sydney that we all know and and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say love but from the last couple of seasons. But, you know, they're a very good side and, uh, and City made them look awful. And I don't think victory are really up to the task. They got a win against Perth Glory on uh, during the week. But uh, prior to that, it was 4-1 all draws. Uh, they're not in great form at all. And uh, so as a result, I'm going to tip City. It's going to be a great game. Going to be a great atmosphere. Uh, general admission sold out. Melbourne Victory's active end is sold out. Melbourne City, if you want to get a ticket in the Melbourne City and there's still a lot of tickets available. But um, yeah, uh, anyway, I, don't, I think that's the problem. Nobody wants to be sitting there. It is going to be interesting though because the South End and the Melbourne City active are just two bays away from each other. Will things kick off and get a little bit spicy? Jeez, I hope so. I uh, hope everyone stays safe, of course. But um, yeah, that is all for Saturday's games. We move to Sunday. Newcastle Jets, Perth Glory. The teams I always get mixed up when I'm speaking for some reason. So at least in this game, um, they'll, I'll, I'll still sound right. Um, Perth on the bottom, 14 points uh, with six games to go. There's six points uh, behind Brisbane and the Wanderers. So if there are any chance of getting up off the bottom... They need to win here against the Jets, but I don't think they will. I'm going to say 4-0 to the Jets. Um, they won 4-0 a couple of weeks ago. They, I actually really rate them um, this season because they play fun football. They're, they're an exciting team to watch in a season that, all in all, has been a little bit dull, I feel. like It's it's not been the best football to watch at times. Um, I still enjoy the season, don't get me wrong, but yeah, there, there's some teams here playing not the best football. My team uh, are one of those, but... Um, 2-0 to the Jets here. Should be no worries for them in front of a home crowd on the only game on Sunday. Then we move to Tuesday. Um, so much midweek football nowadays, but yeah, likely I won't get this out till Friday. We've got a pretty busy week with uni, so I'll get through these midweek games just in case. Uh, we start with Sydney and Adelaide. Uh, Going to be an interesting game. I'm tipping Sydney to come off a loss, uh, and Adelaide have just come off a win. Oh, boy. I think Adelaide get this one, 2-1 away from home. It would be a pretty gutsy win and would really keep them in the frame for the top three. But um, yeah, I'm going to tip Adelaide there. Then Melbourne victory and Brisbane Raw. So a couple of days after the derby, let's assume they lost, right? Because I'm going for my own predictions. They'll be fired up. Brisbane, not in good form. Let's say 3-0 to the victory. They smashed them earlier in the season here. They were supposed to play here again like... Uh, ages ago, back in January, right? And then it got postponed, or no, it got moved to Queensland. And then I think even that game didn't end up getting played at the time. I don't know. But um, yeah, 3-0 to victory there. On Wednesday, we'll just do these ones as well. Wednesday, Western Sydney take on the Mariners. I always enjoy this fixture, to be honest. It always brings a lot of exciting moments. I remember the, the first game at Bank West was between these two sides. That was a great game. Um, this one, I'm going to tip 
a one-all draw. Uh, it'll be like a really disappointing result. The Wanderers will have a win against Brisbane. They'll be up and about. Maybe they can still sneak a spot in the six. The Mariners, I'm tipping them to beat Sydney. They'll probably be B inside the six at the time of this game, and they'll both just play really dull football and get a one-all draw. It's peak A-League at its finest. The final game we'll predict here is Perth and the Phoenix. Um, although they're not the bottom two teams at the moment, they, on form they kind of are. Um, now, this is in Perth. Can they get it done? No, I'm sorry. 2-0 to Wellington. They'll find a way. Uh, their only win in the last little month has come against uh, Wellington and I think... Oh, sorry, against Perth. And I think it will be the case again. Wellington to get a win, to keep their finals hopes well and truly alive. Um, but yeah, that is it for those predictions. Peak of the week. I've left it late again. I think the whole thing with Barcelona was a bit uh, peak A-League. But also, uh, the A-League's account put out a combined Melbourne victory, Melbourne City 11 yesterday. And the striker was Nick D'Agostino. And they said, stats don't lie. So Jamie McLaren was left out. Clearly, they posted it for like the outrage stuff and the metrics. But and I think it did all right. Um, I don't know under what stats the Golden Boot winner isn't in there. It doesn't make sense. But I suppose that was uh, the peak of the week moment for me seeing that on Twitter. Um, but yeah, all in all, the stuff I said earlier... If the sort of people, you know, the target audience are listening to this, don't get too upset. You know, I I always love a friendly debate. I don't think I'm a dick. Vince, if you're listening to this, we've had that many discussions. Give me a follow back, first of all. But um, yeah, it's all love, you know. I'm just here to have a good time, have a chat about the game that we all love. And the thing is, of course, it gets hated. You know, everyone's passionate and I respect that and I love that. But I think coming back to the argument just to point score the next day is a little bit weak of someone who is, you know, one of the most accredited, respected journalists in the sport in this country. It's just a bit weird. But um, anyway, enjoy the rest of the weekend. Enjoy the football as always. Um, And yeah, that's it from me. See you later.